Guys, strap in, because there may be a lot you don't know. Ladies, strap on. <laughs> Welcome to How to Love Forever. In this episode, we talk about touching ourselves. And other people touching themselves. We answer some questions and address the changing attitudes towards this hard, slippery subject. We share why it's good to engage in self-pleasure and ways it may be bad, so you might need to cut it out. And we give both vagina people and penis people some great hands-on techniques for making that alone time extra special. All coming up right, right now. now. Hi, I'm Marco. And I'm Heather. We invite you on a journey of discovery as we explore techniques, tools, and inspiration to better our love lives and our sex lives. Join us as we travel the world, seeking out the stories that can help improve how we do romance and relationships. Come with us as we discover how, how to, to love, love forever. forever. Hi, love bunnies, and welcome to How to Love Forever, the podcast that explores all aspects of love, relationships, and sexuality. My name is Heather. And I'm Marco, and I really love the way you say that. I think it's really hot. <laughs> Oh, why, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> my name is Heather. Oh, my gosh. Is it ever? <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and I'm Marco. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it from the top. Okay. <laughs> Hi, love bunnies, and welcome to How to Love Forever, the podcast that explores all aspects of love, relationships, and sexuality. My name is Heather. And my name is Marco. Marco. I am he. <laughs> he is I. We are one and the same. You are such a Marco. Hi. So before we actually jump into today's topic, we want to give a shout out to one of our fellow love bunnies, Gladys. 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 Hi, Gladys. So Gladys reached out to us on Instagram uh, yesterday, actually, to share a love bunnies drawing she made the other day while listening to one of our episodes on her lunch break. It was so sweet. It really is. Oh, man. It really touched me. Honestly, it kind of touched me, too. She touched both of us. Hey, Gladys, you touched both of us. Us. You touched us. We were touched by you. With, with our consent. consent. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really lovely. No, thank you, Gladys. And we will be sharing your photo, with your permission, with our other listeners on Facebook and Instagram for all the world to see. And hey, love bunnies, do you have an idea for a fun love bunny image? If Ooh. you do, I admonish you shoot it our way and we will be more than happy to post it also. Yes, please. <laughs> and speaking of shooting things our way... <laughs> 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 uh, let's get right down to the topic of our conversation today on this episode, That's which right. is wanking it, masturbation, flicking a bean, polishing the knob, doing the nasty on yourself, spanking the monkey. Masturbation is a touchy subject. <laughs> <clears throat> Insert stupid sound effect here with opinions ranging from the religious to the scientific to the psychological to the spiritual and everything in between. Some feel that it is cheating, some claim it a sin, and some just think it is unhealthy for our reproductive systems. Are they right? Or is it instead a healthy way to release some pressure, relieve tension, and stimulate a rush of happy chemicals all while enjoying some intimate time with our own bodies? Which one is it, huh? Which one? Pretty certain you know which way we lean. Definitely, I know which way I lean. Because <laughs> I'm left-hand dominant. <laughs> A little slightly to the left. In just about everything, yes. <laughs> 
So uh, come with us as we answer seven questions about masturbation. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Ding, ding, ding. Is it healthy for men to masturbate? What about women? Well, in short, yeah. Yes! Woo! All right! <laughs> Happy about that. Yes. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Now we're done. That's it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so masturbation has many, many benefits for both men and women with the release of endorphins, endorphins dopamine, dopamine, and oxytocin, oxytocin that result in better quality of sleep to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Nice night's rest after that. Oh, yeah. Some stress relief for the same reasons. Mm. It can be a mood booster because it fills your body with all kinds of yummy chemicals. Yum, yummy yum, chemicals. yum, 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 Oxytocin and all of those things. It reduces the sensation of pain. Believe it or not, it's a pain reliever. Yep. Yeah. It can improve the quality of your sex life. Like yeah. like your partnered sex life because it's also part of your sex life, okay? Yep. Uh, it can help you gain a better understanding of what works for you, you know, sexually, how you orgasm best, how you love lovemaking best, which is a different thing entirely. Absolutely. And and here's a fun one and a little bit racy. Mutual masturbation with a partner is a great way to be intimate without risking pregnancy or STIs, etc. It could even be a fun alternative to mix things up and just add more variety to your love life. That's right. That's right. Goodbye missionary three times a week. No, no, no. Try new things. Mix it up, baby. Mix it up. Well, and specifically for men, masturbating one to three times a week, especially if not having sex to completion with a partner, has been shown to improve erectile function, maintain healthy sperm production, and it may even help lower the risks of prostate cancer. Yeah, and there's a study that we found that we put the link of in the notes that says that you have to ejaculate like 21 times a month in order to decrease your risk of prostate cancer wow. if you're a man. Yeah, 21, 21 times. times. 21 times. That's like five times That's a week. No, a day. times a day. No. Eight times 12, an hour. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's one every one point something days. Well, isn't it like realistically about three times a week? No. No. I don't know how to math. <laughs> <laughs> six times a week? About six times a week. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. That is a lot. And uh, you're right. You don't know how to math. You can suck it. No, six times four is 24. So a yeah. little less than six times a week. Every 1.3 days, in other words. Sure. Yeah. And in regards to women flicking the bean. Diddle, diddle, diddle. I've seen it. <laughs> There are even more reasons for us to pleasure ourselves on the regular. It supports vaginal health due to increased blood flow. It increases our base level of arousal, meaning if you keep it going, it stays up. It helps to relieve cramping during our periods. It can cause us to be more sensitive to all the yummy sensations when we have sex with our partners. Mm. And it can even mollify some of the more painful side effects of being pregnant, such as lower back pain or mild contractions, or so I have read. Well, well, one of the big questions that we often get about masturbation is, can it be harmful? Mm. Obviously, people are concerned because they're doing it a lot. <laughs> Or they just have been taught that it's not a good thing, so they're afraid to even try. Exactly. Just like anything, if it's done to excess, of course it can be harmful to our well-being. Water can kill you if you have too much of it. Air can kill yep. you if you have too much of it. A vitamin can kill you if you have too much of it. Yep. So, okay, we didn't study to see if there were any instances of people dying from excessive masturbation, but getting distracted is definitely a thing, and I'm sure masturbation has been implicated in some deaths, okay? Huh. So interesting. Anyway, 
that would be a fun thing for us to check out later. I mean, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so, yeah, not fun if it happens to you, I suppose. No. <laughs> so, anyway, like I said, it can be harmful if taken to excess. So, for example, if you're a man and you have too strong of a grip while masturbating, now that's just physical harm. It can decrease sensation, sensitivity, especially with a partner. So, it's recommended you adjust your grip when you spend your time doing a little self love because you allow your member to feel more sensations. You don't get desensitized as much. And just like in a relationship, if you hold on too hard, you may break things. Ooh. I know, I just came up with that. Wow. Uh, you could also cause said penis to swell uh, if you whack it too often. Mm. So if that starts happening, you might want to give it a bit of a break. Uh, for those who use toys and don't clean them properly, you could earn yourself a lovely bacterial infection. And same goes with hands. Ew. So if you have a vulva... Make sure that anything you plan to stick or allow into your vagina has recently been sanitized with a high-quality toy cleaner or plain old thorough hand washing with soap hmm. or penis washing with soap. Well, masturbation addiction, if you're talking about is it harmful, it, it is real. Masturbation addiction is real, and it can create a lasting harm. Hmm. So chasing that dopamine and endorphin high has led to people losing their jobs, negatively affecting their relationships, both intimate and platonic, and you end up dropping the ball on a lot of life's assorted responsibilities because, you know, you're spending too much time with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you have found yourself canceling plans to stay home just to have a wink, you find yourself perhaps unable to refrain from rubbing one out in a public or in a generally frowned upon environment. If you aren't able to enjoy sexual intimacy with your partner because you're comparing it to all your solo flights, which are awesome and often, then you might be addicted to masturbating. Mm. Not all, but there's a chance. Yeah. So there's this licensed marriage and family therapist, Ashera DeRosa, which we looked up, and she says, quote, if you're finding it hard to control where and when you masturbate and you are feeling alarmed about your fantasies or the kind of porn you are seeking out, it would be helpful to unpack this with a sex positive therapist. Mm, nice. Yeah. So I thought that that was a really nice way of saying it. And there are resources for help, you know and plenty of healthy alternatives for relieving some pent-up frustration if you're concerned that things are getting out of balance with your masturbation habit. But Absolutely. just Right. But just because you masturbate does not mean you're an addict to masturbation. Right. Even if you do it a lot, doesn't mean that you're a sex addict or a masturbation addict. I just wanted to point that out. It's all about balance. If your life has balance, if your relationships have balance, things are probably okay. And like that other survey said, I mean, you could be doing it 21 times a month and still be okay. More than okay. <laughs> Another question that is really prevalent when it comes to masturbation is, if I'm in a relationship, is it cheating on my partner? Mm, good question. Well, you might imagine how we feel about it. But it depends on your relationship agreements. Some do consider it cheating for their partners to experience sexual pleasure with anyone other than themselves. We are of the mindset that that is generally short-sighted, selfish, and it comes from a place of deep insecurity. Indeed. And I'll tell you why. Because we are born with our own sex life. Yep. Every single one of us. It's an individual thing, and it's dormant in our genes and ready to bloom in adolescence. And actually, it has been shown that male infants in utero are already touching their penises for pleasure. So you see, we're a bunch of pervs even before we're born. And little girls, they find things to start grinding on at a very young age, and it can definitely be uncomfortable for the adults around them. <laughs> Certainly a source of social embarrassment at the 
them all. However, it can be taught that it's okay to touch oneself. Just you know, do in, it in private. In context, right? Yes. So, like I said, we're all born with our own sex life, and we all would have ended up growing up with our own sexual identity, regardless of whether we met our current partner or not. So, we all have our own sex life, and I'm going to say it as bluntly as I can: your partner doesn't own you. Nope. And you don't own your partner. Nope. If you have an agreement to exclusively enjoy partnered sex with them, it's fine. But your body is still your own.、Mm-hmm. You decide whether restricting your self pleasure is part of your relationship agreement. But I honestly cannot think of any logical reason why it would be considered cheating, because it's you making love with you, not somebody else. Right, and I don't disagree whatsoever. However, there are. Those times where you might already have an agreement in place with your partner, especially if you are a human male and you are attempting to impregnate your human wife, if you are both wanting to make a baby and you spend your precious semen into a hanky or a tube sock instead of her fertile womb, she very well could have a valid reason to be upset, especially if it's around her fertile time of the month. Or if you made plans to enjoy some intimate time together, but you forgot and you winked it. Just a few minutes earlier, that could definitely cause some disappointment. Yeah, that's never happened. <clears throat> <laughs> But as always, <laughs> it is crucial to maintain open and consistent communication with your lover in order to avoid as much as possible roadblocks and upsets such as these. The whole plan to become parents is sort of sacrosanct once you've made that decision, and it should definitely supersede like whatever other desires you have. I mean, it is a major life step that you are taking. Together, so if there is some abstaining to be done from masturbation, it's definitely then because, like Heather says, it is your semen that sort of unlocks the key to having a child. So go、mm-hmm. ahead and and reserve that for when it truly truly matters. Once your wife is pregnant, you're going to be doing plenty of masturbating. Trust me. And remember too, the lock that that key is supposed to unlock is only available a few days a month. So it might be particularly important to keep that key handy. As it were, <laughs> make a spare. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it under a rock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving、Gross. on, then. Moving on. Moving on. So another question that we get is, how do I talk to my partner about masturbation? Ooh, touchy, 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 touchy. Well, I would say to start with, you talk with them about it. Carefully.、Mm. There's a lot of reasons you might hesitate. There's all kinds of risks: fear of judgment or、mm. conflict, lack of a sex-positive understanding, indoctrinated shame, religious reasons. I don't know. Embarrassment, believing myths about self-pleasuring. It can all be pretty intimidating.、Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like negative cultural weight around this, right?、Mm-hmm. So you want to show empathy and respect and patience because even though you might be pretty liberated around the subject, you don't know if your partner is. You know. So in other words, approach it. Carefully, indeed, and also you want to approach it casually because it's such a charged topic. It's better not to be too dramatic about it. You end up opening the door to a lot of these like telenovela kind of like intensities about the emotions about it. But instead, just be like, "Hey, by the way, you know, I like to wank with this giant stuffed monkey, you know, or whatever." <laughs>、um, it, it all depends. It, it's a <laughs> The approach that you take is gonna be a combination of careful and casual, and just depending on your relationship, it's gonna be like you know a percentage of one and a percentage of the other. Absolutely. There's a kind of conversation guide that we found in an article on PsychCentral.com, and I've got the link for it in the show notes if you want to look at it. It's a bit of a script to follow in how to approach the masturbation conversation with your partner. It's it was fun to look at, good to read. It's always nice to have a, a bit of a guide, a bit of an outline, a, a roadmap. 
as it were, to something like this. Indeed. And speaking of, bravely, you should definitely approach it bravely. There Mm. are good reasons to talk with your partner about self-pleasure. It can help strengthen your relationship. Yeah. It can help you learn more about what you truly like. It improves your sex life. Sharing that intimately can be a really sexy bonding experience. Yeah. It was with us. Right out of erotica. Mm-hmm. It was, it was quite hot. It a little was, awkward, but like, ooh, it's exciting. Also a little funny. Oh, absolutely. Which is great because, you know, we invite any opportunity to bring laughter and lightheartedness right back into our love lives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all have to be like intense, passionate, serious. Oh, my God, there's so many reasons to laugh while you're having sex. <laughs> I, yes, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and it also can help remove the feeling of obligation your partner may have if they think that they're responsible for all your orgasms. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's not cool. So that can ease stress and it opens the door to more lighthearted, fun sex, like Marco just said. And you can also consider telling them your self-pleasure habits don't necessarily reflect a dissatisfaction with your partner's sex life. Both things are valid and separate. They are just different. Yeah. Like you want to have a hamburger. It's not all steak and it's not all bun, right? You got to have both in order to enjoy it. And it's the same thing with sexuality. And self-pleasure is as much part of your sexual health as your pleasure with whatever partner you choose. And they are both totally separate and they are valid. You know what? I would kind of think of self-pleasure as like a big yummy salad. It's healthy. You just have it by yourself. You can have it with something or in addition to or aside from. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, no, really, how do I talk to my partner about it? Well, I would say, lastly, you talk to your partner about it optionally. You don't really have to, and you don't have to divulge all your self-pleasure secrets. That Mm -hmm. is the part of your sex life that is your own. It's private. That's the part you were born with, and that's the part that was active before you even met your partner for most people's cases. Mm -hmm. You decide who to let in and how far. That's right. Going on to the next question, when is masturbation not a good idea? Okay, so this should be pretty simple. Yeah, kind of duh moments right here coming up. I'll make it real clear, but any place or time where you could be causing harm to yourself or others. Masturbation is a private act, and the only time others should see you do it is if you both or all consent to it. And we say or all because there's places for that. There are places for that. And if people go to a place where the consent is implied, then go for it. All bets are off, just like your pants. (laughs) But if your responsibilities social life or general life balance, if all of that stuff starts to suffer, then you may want to ease back and seek professional help. Maybe. Maybe. There is no shame in needing help with something like this. And we all need a helping hand sometimes. No pun intended. (laughs) There might have been a pun intended. Okay, so this one's one's a hard one. (laughs) Not for me. Well, for a lot of people, they are concerned, what does God or religions say about masturbation? Well, as you probably know, most of the world's religions either outright prohibit male masturbation or strongly discourage it. However, the roots of those prohibitions are all about, like, wasting semen because the primary directive was to procreate. You know, this is back when there were, like, 12 people on Earth and they needed to, you know, get up to the Industrial Revolution or whatever. You know, farms, they take a lot of hands to work, and the infant mortality rate used to be brutally high and winters would take away all of your efforts and half of your children and so you just needed to constantly be procreating. Gotta pop them out. So it got codified in religion that you could not waste a single drop of that superfluid. Mm -hmm. But strangely enough, not so much for women. But whatever. So unless you aren't needing to save that seed, 
to knock up a human woman this week, we think you're probably okay to give it a tug. That's right. And as for human women, most religions have next to nothing to say for or against masturbation. It's almost like they didn't even imagine it was possible. Yeah, it's it's almost as though they don't really see us as like sexual beings who enjoy pleasure <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, However, there are some more progressive sects across the board that recognize the importance of the clitoris for sexual pleasure. And since they want you to procreate and make more babies for said religion, they think it's just fine to flick the bean as long as it's done with the peen. Flick the bean with the peen. Penis. Penis. Penile penetration during heteronormative coitus. Well, that is so creative. Oh, that is as creative as religion gets. (laughs) Honestly, though... And we don't mean to offend, but it's obvious where we stand. And if Mm -hmm. you subscribe to a religious view that prohibits self-pleasure, then you will have to decide what to do, how you do it, and if you do it at all. Yep. It's all about a balance between your own personal freedom, your agency, your liberation, and whatever tradition you want to subscribe to. Mm -hmm. Here at How to Love Forever, we feel that there is no shame or sin with helping our bodies feel the best way that they can. We are very sex positive that way. With whatever tools or techniques we have at our fingertips or the grip of our palm or whatever, we adhere to the principle that love is love. And that includes self-love. We are sex positive, 100%. But if you're going to make that choice about religion and about sex positivity, you got to do it yourself. Yep. Yeah, do it to yourself. (laughs) I'm sorry. Jesus is looking down on us going, I had nothing to say on the subject. It's all written down for me. I <laughs> Talk to my lawyers because I don't know where that stuff came from. <laughs> I was washing the feet of hookers, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, moving on. Anyways. Yeah. Number seven. How do you masturbate? Ah. Uh... How do we do it? Now, if you have not developed a healthy strategy for masturbation by now, no judgment. And so we took the question seriously and we came down to a couple of how-tos, one for vagina people and one for penis people. So I'm going to do the vagina people for obvious reasons. And uh, guys, strap in because there may be a lot you don't know. Ladies, strap on. (laughs) Possibly. Uh, But that's not usually by yourself. Anyway, uh, so for said vagina people, first off, you got to find a time and a private place where you are unlikely to be bothered for a little while. If you can, lock the door. Click, click. That's right. Nobody come in. Leave me alone. Uh, You might want to light some candles. Tidy up. Otherwise, make the space more sensual, especially if you're kind of new to this, you know? Set the mood. You got to romance yourself. Uh, Speaking of super romantic, wash your hands, as well as whatever toys you plan to use. The recommended accoutrement vary quite widely. You can use vibrators. You definitely have some lube, uh, nipple clamps. uh, There are stimulating topicals anal plugs, and a whole lot more. If you want to try out new toys, you can always see what's available at your local adult novelty store. Sex shop. Woo! (laughs) Take a trip to the sex shop. Or maybe it's time to plan a fun sex toy party with a group of girlfriends. Those can be a really great way to ease into being more adventurous, and you don't have to make your purchases in front of everyone, just the rep. If you haven't already, grab a mirror and take a look at yourself down there. There are guides aplenty, both online and in bookstores, if you need some help figuring it all out. And you might feel weird about it, but you really do need to know what you're working with. Then you get to start experimenting. You grab some lube, start touching yourself, maybe caress your clit, your labia. 
Finger your opening, massage your breasts, pinch your nipples, try out a vibrator, maybe a dildo. Are you standing up and bending over the counter? Are you laying down on your bed? Are you maybe squatting to find that elusive G-spot? Are you realizing that you could use several more hands working in concert? Fun fact, this is when I start to feel really bad for straight men because this shit takes a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) And in the meantime, how are you stimulating your brain? Do you have porn on? Are you reading smutty erotica? Maybe looking at hot photos? Or are you just using your potent imagination? Whether or not you climax is not necessarily the point, especially when you're first getting started. It's all about getting in touch with your body, enjoying some alone time, and finding out what you enjoy, what stimulates you, what creates those sensations. And then, hopefully, you'll have a great time relieving stress and finding a sensual release. Always make sure to pee after any kind of sex, even solo sex. It helps avoid painful bacterial infections later on. And if you want to find out more info, I'm including a few sites that have some great pointers, and you'll find them in the description. You've got healthystrokes.com, uh, one on healthline.com, one, one on womenshealthmag.com, men's health, which was actually a pretty fun one, and uh, 17.com, just for funsies. That was a really nice breakdown. Thank you. <laughs> now for the men. Yeah. Dudes. <laughs> this is how you wank it. This is how you going to do it. No, I'm just kidding. So really honestly, for penis people, um, speaking of men's health, they came up with a fun list of ways to get it on with yourself, you know, Mm. spoken in guy language and all that stuff. So you don't have to feel like it's like, oh, no, I have to get into my feminine self in order to work on my masculine self. It's just guy talk. Wait, you guys don't like candles? I mean, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it would be really sweet if you lit candles. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Candles are cool. And some men do get into candles. Oh, it really, sweet. Yeah. You know, some men get into the romantic feeling of sexuality, although I think it's probably safe to say that it's less prevalent to need it if mm. you're a man mm-hmm. than it is when you're a woman. Mm-hmm. That's all. No big deal. It's just about averages. But anyway, uh, this Men's Health article was about secrets to masturbation if you're a guy. And you know what? I'm just going to go down the list because they had a really good list and they kind of did the thinking for me. So to start with, you could try varying your masturbating position. Okay, if you get into the habit of always doing it in one particular position, you're running the risk of only getting one particular subset of the feelings involved in your self-pleasuring and in your eventual orgasm. Interesting. Real quick question. Yeah. Do most guys masturbate in one position? And if so, do you know what that is? Okay, so I can't speak with any authority about that kind of thing, but I know this about sexuality in general. People have a tendency to revert to favorite positions as a course of habit, you know? Mm -hmm. So people who like, like, you know, partnered uh, male-female sex with the guy behind doing the doggy style, they'll tend to pretty much break down to that almost every single time. People who like 69 just break down to that almost every single time. We always go for our favorites, and then we forget that there might be other stuff on the menu that we like. That's all. Okay. So you try varying your masturbating position. Say, for example, you're the kind of guy that's always doing it sitting down. I happen to know from experience that the sitting down position really does inhibit some of the more like all over the body sensations. You know, you might try it on your back with your knees up a little bit. You might try it like on a couch where you're like leaning back like a game chair, that kind of thing. You might try it on your knees. If you are watching porn 
and you are up on your knees, you know, you might be like the, in the psychological space where you are imitating the position of the guy in the screen. So it feels mm. a little more VR-ish, I guess. So try varying the position because what that does is it allows different parts of your body to get in on it. And that can have a huge effect. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so um, speaking of, and as part of this, try varying your grip and your speed. As it has been said before, to choke your member with a lot of pressure can be not only bad for your blood flow and for your capillaries inside your member, it can also be a good way to desensitize yourself. So you want to find different ways to stimulate. Mm -hmm. You can also switch hands because that's a totally different sensation with your other hand. Whichever one is dominant when you tend to habitually masturbate, try the other one, man. Dude, it's like having a totally different girlfriend. Isn't that called the strength? It's the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you can do is you try doing it after you exercise mm. because there's already all these kinds of endorphins going on, etc., etc., etc. So you want to try it after your exercise because then you will have a nicer sort of body rush orgasm experience. Is it kind of like the, the chemicals are already primed? Chemicals are already primed. Your cardio level is up, so your blood is coursing with oxygen, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah, you just end up feeling more, feeling better. Nice. So you could try some perineum play. That's that piece of real estate between bottom of your balls and your b-hole and your perineum. You wanna, isn't, that, isn't that the taint? Tis the taint. You know, colloquially known. Taint nothing but. Okay. Sorry. So, yeah, the perineum. Uh, there's, in many men, it's an erogenous zone that is unexplored. And I'm just going to go on record and say this right now as bluntly as I can, guys, because I know that there's an issue about this within male society. So I'm going to say it right now. If you're, like, slightly homophobic or whatever, you're not gay if you touch your own butt. <laughs> It's also fine to be gay, but it doesn't mean you're gay. Exactly. You're gay because you're gay, okay? And if you touch your own butt, that doesn't mean that you like other men, okay? That's the end of that. Don't worry about yourself. You're exploring yourself. And if you're like slightly homophobic or whatever, you don't have to worry about that one. Like Heather said, it's also 100% okay to be gay, but touching yourself anywhere doesn't make you gay. So damn skippy. That said, you could experiment with some anal self-stimulation. Yeah. There is a hidden G-spot way the heck up there. Mm -hmm. And most men have never felt how awesome it is to orgasm from having that stimulated. Yeah. I want to say myself included. So I can't speak from authority about this one. But experimenting with anal stimulation has got a lot of uh, good reviews. I've actually known a few guys who have confessed to me that they enjoy anal stimulation both with a partner or by themselves. And I know that one of the ways, okay, women, some of us are fortunate to have multiple orgasms, right? It's, I think a lot of it has to do with just mindset and allowing ourselves to feel it. Men don't typically, men don't get multiple orgasms. However, I have been told that if one uses anal beads as you're climaxing, if you slide them out like one at a time, it is supposed to mimic multiple orgasms for a man. Wow, that's a... Uh... Yeah, that's interesting. I had never thought about that. I wonder how anyone might be able to do a scientific study that would help equate that. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm guessing it's something to do with the uh 
Well, the readout. So it's the beads coming out. So you would put the beads in. You oh, know, so like, like so a like few electrode readings and stuff right. of what's happening in a person's body. So so if you have the beads in and you say you're like four beads deep, for example, and uh, when you start to climax, if you pull it out like one at a time, it's like a, a pulse of an orgasm, like pulse. So that makes pulse. it analogous pulse. to a female multiple orgasm because it pulses in a similar way in your brain? Uh, something like, I guess. At Not this a point, scientist, but... At this point, dear love bunnies, we're just guessing. So if you know the answer, why don't you contact us and put us in the rights? I really want to know, please. Yes, please. And send pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So another thing that you could do other than like anal play and perineum play and all of those other things that I just mentioned, you could use a vibrator on your dinger. Yeah. They're not just for ladies anymore, guys. That's right. And they're awesome. They are awesome. Quite honestly, I use one myself and it is a good feeling. It's not a thing I use every single time, but I have done it. And oh my gosh, it is a completely different feeling of pleasure and a completely different feeling of orgasm. That's really nice. I like that. You could use all kinds of toys, not just a vibrator. You could experiment with devices like flashlights, etc., Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about that world because I haven't needed them. I haven't wanted them. But yeah, everything from a fleshlight to a watermelon with a hole in it. God knows. I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't use that watermelon at the family picnic afterwards. So you could also, and this is a must, bring your balls into the mix. Fellas. If you are not playing with your testicles while you're masturbating, you are missing two-thirds of the fun. That's just sad. Not going to judge, but (laughs) you're totally missing out on two-thirds of the fun. Well, and if you are missing out, now you get the opportunity to add two-thirds back in. Yeah, and there are plenty of ways that you can play with those particular members of your member. With those, <laughs> with those members in your membership, um, so yeah, you could bring your balls into the mix by playing with your other hand, you know, as you masturbate, or you could use something like a cock ring or a testes cuff, you know, in order to trap some of the blood flow in there to make them more sensitive while you are playing with yourself. Mm. And that brings a whole nother set of sensations. Yay, fun. Yeah. Another thing that you could be doing is practicing edging. I've tried this before too, so I could definitely attest to how good this is. Okay. Well, what is edging is when you get almost to climax, but then you stop, right? That is pretty correct. And it's something that you can do over and over again. So you can practice edging like this. You get yourself, you know, nice and hotted up and you're hard and you're playing with yourself. And then you get, we men, we know there's this roller coaster ride at the end. There's this threshold after which we cannot stop. Mm -hmm. We know this. We, most of us, we can tell when that's coming up. If you feel it coming up, stop immediately. Mm. Then you just let things cool down. Take yourself a drink, let it come down to the point where it might even be getting a little bit soft. And then you start all over again. Hmm. So the idea is to work yourself up to such a level that it takes you longer to orgasm and that your orgasm is stronger. Because it it builds up the pressure, right? It builds up the pressure and you're sort of getting this kind of resistance training going on, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like getting up to the level, up to the level. It's almost like doing reps and then you stop. Get up to the level and get up to the level and then you stop again. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you recognize that point of no return more easily so that when you are engaged in partnered sex, 
you can last longer, giving yourself more pleasure as well as your partner. Wait, wasn't there uh, an edging episode on Big Mouth uh, last season? I think there was. I think I vaguely remember that one. Or the season prior, yeah. I was like, oh, edging. There was a, yeah, there was an episode on everything oh in Big Mouth. I that is that an show. incredible show. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so raunchy and it's so smutty and it's so dirty and it's so filthy and it's so honest and real. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet. Yeah. So there's some non-recommendations, okay? It's not recommended, for example, to masturbate prone or face down. According to this thing that Heather found, it puts a lot of strain and pressure on the base of the penis, and it could also make it more difficult to enjoy penetration with a partner. Yeah, apparently it's like 10% of men masturbate lying face down on their bed, and they're either humping the bed or the pillow on the bed vigorously or using their hand, but the hand is trapped between, you know, the body and the mattress. And uh, yeah, it's it's apparently caused a lot of problems for people. So yeah, it is, it I mean, is recommended I, to not do that. I am trying to visualize how that would even work for me. Uh, no judgment if that's what you do, but I certainly don't see how that would be maximizing the potential for pleasure for myself. If you do do that, and if that's the only way you do that, it is recommended you try other ways. Yeah, you might want to try other ways. And you know, we've got links for you to check out and uh, lots of options. That's right. So penis people as well as vagina people those are your how to's now you have some homework tell us how it all came out (laughs) yes please (laughs) Uh, no we just want everybody to love themselves and to be as healthy and joyful as possible absolutely quite honestly it boils down to this We human beings are sacks of chemicals strung together with an enormous network of highly sensitive nerves whose job is to keep sexual acts enjoyable in the interest of furthering the human race. That's the reason they feel good. Yes, and our bodies have evolved in such a way as to encourage us to seek out the sensations that come from having sex. And it's not always in our best interest to place the responsibility for our sexual fulfillment on our partners even temporary ones. So we strongly agree with contemporary science and all the sex-positive interpretations of masturbation that it's not only good to find our release in such a healthy way, but it's kind of imperative if we're to be confident, empowered, and to truly know ourselves well. Because as Marco says, to know yourself is to blow yourself. (laughs) I don't actually say that. (laughs) You wrote it. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't say it. (laughs) I mean, I'd be some kind of... Dope saying that. (laughs) Yes, because what it all comes down to, love is love, and that includes self-love. Yes, I can totally agree with that. (laughs) So, love bunnies, go out there and love yourselves today. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, you can reach us on Facebook, that place where decency goes to die, at facebook.com slash howtoloveforever. And on Instagram at hownumeral2loveforever. We love to hear all your feedback Mm -hmm. and what you would like for us to cover next. Yeah. Also, reach out to us if you have a story to share or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. We talk to anyone. We love it. We even have a private mode if you want to, like, share your story but you wish to remain anonymous. Yep. As you know, we can do it Dear Abby style and read your story or questions in the podcast without any true names revealed. You can email us directly at contact at howtoloveforever.com. That's right. We'll call you John or Jane Doe. And don't be shy. We don't bite without without consent. consent. 
And if you feel that our show provides some value, is good for the world, or just plain entertaining, there are so many ways to show your support. You can leave a review and a positive comment on your podcast app of choice. That definitely helps our show grow. You can also tell all your friends to listen in because, baby, we want to touch the world. With consent. With consent. And also, if you want to be our sugar daddy or sugar mama, because that is so PC, mm-hmm. you can join our supporter community on Patreon. Patreon. That's right. We have a range of supporter levels to choose from, starting at just $3 a month. $3? That's right. That's less than the cost of a new packet of socks, which you will use to masturbate, probably. <laughs> Guys, you're just so gross. So what do you get? Early access? Extra content, behind-the-scenes looks at our process, you get full video versions of all our interviews, and more. You can check us out at patreon.com slash howtolovforever. Yes. And so we will be off for the next two weeks celebrating our wedding anniversary. That's right. It is our lucky number 12, our 12th wedding anniversary, love bunnies. So you know we have to make it special. The last couple of years, we were stuck at home for our anniversaries because of the pandemic. Mm. We are hoping that this is not the case this time. Mm -hmm. But let's be real. We like to make it special, not just every year, but every day possible. Every day. In case you haven't noticed, we do take our romance quite seriously. So we will be back as of Tuesday, April 26th, where we will be taking on shitty love songs. That's right. Shitty love songs. That's right. You you need to get together with us for that one because we're going to tear down the stupid romantic philosophies that are found in pop music. Oh my gosh. The destructive, unhealthy, unhealthy, stupid crap. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. If I had a torch, pop music, with the exception of a few songs. And we'll also cover a couple of songs that have a good message. Yes. So if you have some songs that you would love for us to cover, please let us know before we start tearing into them on the next episode, April 26th. Until then, though, remember, love deep. Love hard. Love, love forever. forever. Twelve years, baby. That's right. We're going to be off for two weeks, and we're going to be running around doing all kinds of really cool love things that love people do when they're in love. So what would you like to do besides lay in bed and not create podcasts? Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to go to museums. We're going to check out architecture. We're going to see some like cultural shows so we feel, you know. Cultural? Yes. (laughs) Fancy. I got to go buy myself a new pair of socks. (laughs) Why are you planning on spending time alone?